Hey guys, I'm Nick. And I'm Eugene. Welcome to Papercut. This week we'll be discussing Animal Farm by George Orwell, 1945. So old Mr. Jones had a farm, and on his farm he had some pigs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, fuck, sorry. <laughs> sorry. His farm is called Manor Farm, and one day, right, these pigs, they organize a revolution to kick the humans out. And, you know, to own the means of production for themselves. And guess what? They succeed. You only have to worry about two pigs in this book. Napoleon and Trotsky. I mean, Snowball, sorry. Snowball. They used to have a leader called Major, but he died very early on in the book before anything could happen. And he was the one that sort of set the scene for the idea of this animal utopia. But anyway, after the kicking the humans out, the pigs assumed leadership because they were the only ones who could read, do all the abstract thinking and everything. And so they did things like made new rallying cries, made new rules. And after a while, they named the farm Animal Farm after, hey ho, the animals on the farm. So on this farm, you have like horses, big one called Boxer. You have sheep that just bleat out whatever you tell them to. There's another pig called Squealer, and he's sort of like the henchman to Napoleon, but we'll get to that in a bit. So eventually, the humans tried to get the farm back, and the pigs fend them off. One of the pigs, Snowball, is hailed as a hero. And over time, however, this Snowball gets called out for doing really shady things by the side he gets called a traitor and slowly but surely he gets kicked out of the farm and so napoleon becomes the sole leader of the farm and over time believe it or not the farm thrives under the leadership of the pigs who become the new upper class now the other animals they're just forced to work for what they believe is the greater good of all animals and these pigs, they always get the best rations of food. And even when things are hard, they still get the best everything. So when asked what the pigs actually do, the pigs only reply that all the brain power they spend, it's a very hard job running Animal Farm. That's all they know. They even start trading with humans as well, which is quite funny. Over time, the neighboring farms start liking this ideology as well. Eventually, the pigs become the very thing they swore to destroy and... In the beginning, after throwing the humans out, the idea was that if you wore clothes, if you walked on two legs, you were a traitor. And by the very end, guess what? If you wore clothes and you walked on two legs, amazing. Didn't the scene end with they they were playing poker with the humans exactly. from another farm? And then like the end, the other, the, anim, the other animals were looking in and they couldn't distinguish between pig and human. Basically. Right? It was exactly that. And... That's a way to end it, isn't it? Like, you become the very thing you swore to destroy. Yeah. Very Star Wars. So many of this. So many of this. In real life and in books. Yeah, I mean, let's, let's quickly run through our thoughts and see where we're at. So, Eugene, like, you read the book. We both read the book, I believe. What do you think of Animal Farm? Just one thought. Yeah. That wasn't real socialism. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> Here we go. Go straight in there, man. Come on, when people hear Animal Farm, that's what they expect. Oh my god, yeah. I mean, let's face it, Animal Farm is an analogy for how the USSR came to be. Straight down the middle. So you have things like, what, Old Major, who is meant to be this sort of Marxist, Leninist person, who dies before the revolution can really 
reached completion. And then you have Snowball and Napoleon. Snowball obviously being Trotsky, who gets hailed as a hero in the beginning. Right, but who is Trotsky? Because, you know, I studied all of Russian's uh, history during Stalin's time, and I couldn't find anything about Trotsky. Uh, no one can. That's, yeah. the, that's the trick. So I'm not sure, like, he actually exists. Like, are, are, you, are you fucking with me? <laughs> Hmm. Hmm. Seems to be a war he war hero war criminal. Sorry, but yeah, I mean, for those who don't know, Leon Trotsky was Lenin's second in command at the time. So when Lenin died after the Revo- Russian Revolution, it was said that Trotsky was supposed to succeed him, but evidently, some well he didn't, and Stalin assumed the position instead. And Napoleon is obviously a stand-in for Stalin in this case. There's a very, it's a very stark um, metaphor for what happens in this book and what happened in the initial stages of the power struggle of the USSR. Exactly. But actually, like fun fact, I think, do you know what happened to Trotsky in the end? Go on. So he ran off to I think Peru, okay. or some kind of south, like some one of the South American countries. Like they always run off to, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, apparently he got skinned alive. What? <laughs> yep, I have not fact checked this, so we can cut this out later if it turns out I'm wrong. But yeah, um, you actually never know what happens to Snowball after he gets exiled. True, you don't. Yeah. Yeah. So just a thought. Maybe. Maybe the analogy doesn't end at him getting kicked out. Maybe he got eaten at another farm. Oh my. That's definitely possible. Mm. I mean, he could be flayed alive. Because I think the whole that whole period was just bloody. Because when the communists took power, they had to kill the old Romanov uh, ruling family. All of them. And there was no survivors from that, supposedly. Simply because... The idea is very much that if there was one survivor, they would just go to the next European state wait for a few wait for a few years wait for things to go bad and then the other european powers would just put the old ruling uh, family back in power and that's i mean kind of what happens in the book here as well like you have these humans trying to help old mr jones get his farm back but they fail time and time again the only difference is mr jones doesn't die i don't think i think he dies well he dies right well he dies at the end when like many years pass quote unquote and he dies of old age but yes no the animals don't kill him off because I guess it is a family-friendly book, right? Family-friendly. It is a, you know, it's just a farm, you know? Oh, just kids go to those farms all the time, so it needs to be PG-13. Uh, you know what's interesting as well? Like, I think Orwell was a socialist. He was a self-proclaimed socialist. So, homage to Catalonia, and mm-hmm. I think 1984 and Animal Farm sort of paint him as sort of a traitor to the socialist ideas. Though he claims that he he's not against socialism he's against i think what he called pseudo intellectualism which is basically what this podcast is <laughs> <laughs> and except we know we're not we're not writing these things down not really acting on it and he wasn't a fan of that so i think he he liked socialism in the whole like workers should get their share sort of aspect of it but not in the yeah let's start gulagging people and throwing uh, doing this and that and really equalizing everything out by force. You know, I don't think he was a fan of that. Because he's written... Things like 1984 and Animal Farm give you the impression that he was really against socialism. Yeah. I guess he's just calling out the corruptions in the system that actually can come with any system. Although, 
I do want to say that if you look at all the socialist countries in the world, somehow they all end up being somewhat similar to the society described in the Animal Farm. Their foundings, the way they are founded, they're all quite similar in that you have initially a very a very powerful ruling class and that's ruled for like hundreds of years so it could be an emperor a king whatever they rule for a long time and it reached a stage when things were just not good yeah when food was low every country was poor and guess what the rich and the upper class they were just still partying away whilst everyone else was like you know dying basically on the streets so you can see that happened in obviously in russia you see that happen in China. You see that happening in. You see that happen in a lot of the South American states as well. Yeah. At one point, you saw that in a lot of the satellite states in Europe as well, where the upper class just had way too much power, and they decided. Uh, they the people felt like whether or not they decided and did it was is a subject for another debate. But people like rallied behind and just said, "Yep, we're gonna overthrow you now." And there's always this one communist leader in every single one of those states. So, always so it was so it was Stalin in Russia. It was Mao in. Um, so it was Lenin. It was Lenin in in Russia. Was it? Oh yeah. Lenin. It was Lenin in Russia. It was. Oh, I was talking about the supreme leader type. So who Napoleon would be in all of those different countries? Because oh, Lenin's yeah. meant to be like the. I guess Lenin would be the same in all those countries. Or no, that would be Marx actually. But, yeah. I'm saying Stalin for Russia. So Stalin's the guy who actually got into power and had a whole cult personality thing with yeah. him. Uh, Mao uh, did the exact same thing. Um, Ho Chi Minh in Vietnam. Ho Chi Minh, yep. Fidel Castro, Cuba. Yeah, so if you actually look at like the foundings, you, ha- you go to like China right now and you'll find that like, portraits of Mao are still there, still present. You go to places like Russia, I don't know if Lenin's still sort of revered, that makes sense well Russia's not a communist state anymore anymore yeah so, so they probably removed it yeah although you know Putin's HKGB so there's a chance uh, potentially he, it might be in his private uh, private mansion you know so. I thought that was quite interesting to mention like and but it's also interesting to see how he used the name Napoleon as well because Napoleon obviously he didn't start the Russia, the French Revolution and Believe it or not, he was actually, I believe, fighting for the royalist in the very beginning before turning over and becoming like a, a revolutionist. I mean, I don't know if it's the analogy is definitely is comparable necessarily because he didn't. He never wanted like a communist revolution per se in France, but obviously he rose through the ranks in a moment of in a period of discourse. Mm, it's interesting because. Correct me if I'm wrong. Is Napoleon the only human name in the entire book? Um, Mr. Jones, suppose. Well, because he's an actual human. He's an actual human. Of the, of the actual animals I can think of, that's a good point, actually. I never thought of that, because Snowball... Snowball's like, you know, an object. Squealer yeah. is like a verb. Boxer is like... Boxer is like a, like a, a profession, I he, guess. Profession, yeah. Yeah, a noun. But there's no, like, actual identity. So Napoleon is, like, the only sort of actual... Historic like, figure. historical figure, yeah. Oh, I didn't even realise that. That's a really good point. And it just makes you wonder, like, is it, is it maybe the ideology that's quote-unquote corrupt? Or is it maybe the persons that corrupted the ideology? 
the thing is, like, I'm not even sure it's that, or if it's just the like George Orwell named him Napoleon to set a scene of what kind of person the pig is, or what kind of personality the pig has. I think that's more like it, because I think there was a period of time, and even still today, where there's still intense debate as to whether or not like Napoleon was, you know, quote unquote a good guy. And mm. I mean, in all fairness to Napoleon, I don't think it's fair comparing someone like Napoleon to someone like Stalin directly. I think they were very different historic characters. For one, well, I don't think Napoleon had gulags. <laughs> I don't think he. Oh, he didn't have the technology, not the manpower, is he? Um, yeah, exactly. I mean, there's... But also, yeah. France doesn't have a Siberia to build gulags in. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's why they had to Maybe, conquer Yeah, yeah that's, that's why they had to try to go to Russia to get the <laughs> Siberia so, so he can start building gulags. Oh, my God. that was It was all part of the plan, yeah. except... And then know, they gulag themselves in Moscow. They, they, they realised that you shouldn't invade Russia yeah, during yeah, winter. Yeah. Well, everyone has failed. Yeah. Except the Mongols. Who's the Mongols? But anyway... Right, they, they did it from the other side. So it doesn't count. Ah, uh, it doesn't count. Because there's, there's, there's a plane there, you know, right? Oh, true. The, yeah. the the steps, I think. Oh, oh, I found this one really interesting, okay? So I was doing some research for this book, and I found that four countries in total, like, banned Animal Farm when it was published. Can you guess which four? So I'm going to go with, well, first of all, USSR. Yeah, so, yep, that's definitely correct. Um... So I'll guess other communist countries. So China? Believe it or not, apparently it's not banned there. Apparently oh, it's fine, yeah. Interesting. I was surprised. Um, Cuba? Nope. Vietnam? Yeah, Vietnam banned it for a while. Uh, just a quick disclaimer, I think, um, before you continue, like, I think these the countries I'm, I have in mind, like they banned it at one point or another. I think they all have it now in its own form but I don't I don't know if it's still banned I think they're all okay now but anyway like its own form in its own form <laughs> sorry but yeah okay so you've named two yeah. two more uh, North Korea yep it's banned can't there. believe I didn't guess that first <laughs> um, I'll okay. give you one guess for the last one because I don't think you'll get it well com- uh, communist countries I think I guessed all the modern ones so I'll just guess like a few Satellite states, USSR. Um, Poland? No, last one, believe it or not, is the United Arab Emirates, UAE. Oh, what? Can you guess why? Oh, wait. They're all Muslims, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh. Oh, wow. That's. I think. That's a completely that. different reason to ban it than all the other ones. Exactly. <laughs> Well, I don't want to go too much, but I think it was banned there because of, uh, it went. <laughs> oh my god! It went against certain Islamic values, <clears throat> pigs, <clears throat> haram. <clears throat> but I think eventually, like they've, um, they've removed in all these places, they've sort of removed the ban for them. Um, yeah, I was quite surprised at the one in China because apparently in China, nineteen eighty four and Animal Farm aren't banned. And except for in 1984, apparently certain references to Mao are censored, but even then it's not a full-out ban. The book, apparently, you can be, it can be found there. But I, apparently one of the big reasons it's not banned is because there's just no need to. As in, people just don't care and don't want to read it there. 
I, yeah, yeah, I guess that there is a point though. Like, why raise concern? Well, right, why raise awareness uh, awareness on a certain book that you don't want people to read when they're not reading it in the first place? Exactly. It's a bit like I don't know how true this is. It's a bit like Catcher in the Rye. I don't know if you've seen the episode of South Park where the moment it got unbanned and the children got it, they were all like really hyped to read it, read it really quickly because it was banned, right? Yeah. And now it's unbanned. And then they read it and they're like, "Oh my really god, do you know what this reminds me of?" What? You know, you know, in you know, in Harry Potter. Yeah. In the I think the sixth one. Uh huh. They they banned like Dumbledore's army or something, or they banned one of the books by Dumbledore. Yeah. And then Hermione was like, "That's good. Now everyone's gonna read it." And lo and behold, everyone did read it. It's one of those things, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, it's true. Like, if no one cares about it, you saying this is not allowed, everyone's suddenly gonna care. Cause like, mm. what do you have to hide, right? But yeah, I th- I thought that was very interesting, and it just goes to show like the amount of the complexities I'll say around censorship laws in these various places. Yeah, I'm surprised that they allow it. It's just it's, you don't expect yeah, it, right? Yeah, it's hi- hiding in the open, right? I mean, Alice in Wonderland is banned. Uh, uh, that's different. The girl was on drugs. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Don't do drugs, kids. Stay white, in school. White rabbit? Like, come on, man. It was so obvious. I think in the books, there were a few parts that I just really wanted to bring up because to me, those parts stood out. And I remember like reading it going, oh, my God. And uh, bear in mind, I wasn't like a kid when I read this. I, I actually read this fairly recently for the first time. Because I thought, yeah, it's a thin book. I can bash this out in a few days. It took me a week still. But anyway, like there was one part where um, Boxer, the horses, one of the horses who believed in Napoleon's vision of a perfect animal society completely, he believed in it so much that he, he dedicated his whole life to hard work for this animal farm. And in the end, he was a bit sick and he wasn't as strong as he used to be. And so Napoleon and the other pigs told everyone that it's okay. Uh, Boxer just needs to rest and he's going to go to our doctor right now. I think he was injured possibly. Anyway, going to hospital. And so they said, yay, he's going to hospital. He's going to get help. Doesn't matter if it's human doctor. It's fine, whatever. And eventually, a Boxer gets put on this cart and driven off. And one of the animals notices that it doesn't actually say doctor on the thing. It actually says something like, um, slaughterhouse or something basically mm. it's they're driving Boxer to euthanize him and kill him off and you know that it, that's just terrifying because you see all these animals sort of panicking as well when they realise what's happened they go like no surely you must have misread that you can't read properly you know you don't know the pigs will never lie to us right blah 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 I think I remember that bit didn't didn't Napoleon sort of spun that around by saying like that car was didn't get repainted or something and so yeah. and so you might have seen that but that's not the whole truth yeah I think that's what happened that was a terrifying scene when I thought about it like and what can you do as well like if you raised then your if you raised the point up to anyone like what are they going to do that's that well that's what happens in totalitarian dictatorships is if you spot those in power saying bad well doing bad things you can't really do anything about it yeah just keep your head down right because I think also the pigs controlled the dogs and the dogs were the basically the enforcers of it of the entire farm regime yeah right 
I mean, it's scary, but I, that was a powerful image for me, and I just wanted to bring that up. It's like you, it's like you can't do anything. Like you know something wrong's going on, but you're just helpless. Yeah. You're just there, and you just have to watch him get sent off to slaughterhouse. And I think, like for me, another part, I think you brought it up already, was the ending. The ending when you know they're playing with uh, poker of the humans and everything. Yeah. And there was a part just before that where. So you have these sheep, and from the beginning of the book, they're basically trained to say four legs good, two legs bad, four legs good, two legs bad. And they've, that's all they've been saying throughout the entire book. In reference to two legs humans bad, four legs pigs good, or animals good. Exactly. Yeah. The sheep get taken to a site for one week, and then the next moment all these pigs are walking out with clothes and walking on two legs, and all the sheep go four legs good, two legs better. Starking turn of events. What a turn of events! Because like I think it just Uno reverse card. I think it just goes to show, like you know, you can you can sway the will of the people. You don't have to sway necessarily like the smart people. You just have to sway yeah the dumb people like me. That's how it works. It's also very ironic, right? Because at the start, it's all meant to be like humans are bad because they are exploiting with the I guess class and capitalist system. Yeah, but then once you rise to power, you become the beneficiary of the class system, you know, because there's going to be one, whether you like it or not. And then once you're up there, you suddenly go, oh, you know, I quite like it. I don't, I don't want to let go of this. And I think, apart from this, there's another bit that they change because they changed the, they changed the name back from Manor Farm. No, they changed the name from Animal Farm back to Manor Farm, right? I think so. Yeah. Which is the original name that the humans had. So, like, in the end, the entire book ends with Mr. Jones coming back. It's just, it's not Mr. Jones anymore. It's Napoleon. But what's the difference? They're doing exactly the same thing. It's, it's, it's funny you mentioned that. Like, it's weird because all these, some of these revolutions, like, they start off as an idea to overthrow one class. And what ends up happening is a literal full revolution where they kick out one ruling class only to replace it with another ruling class. Yeah. French Revolution, Russian Revolution, American Revolution, ends up with one ruling class kicking out, getting kicked out, being replaced by another. That's all it is. Crazy, isn't it? Any revolution, really. I guess that's why it's called revolution. That, yeah. Uh, yeah. Makes sense. I mean, this is not me slandering, like, a system. It's just pointing It's just it. what happens, right? It's just that's what just, It's just the nature of a revolution. I Watch use. how the history buffs come back and go... No, that's not really what happened. It got replaced with a really good system. Oh, <laughs> oh my god. Anyway, was there, was there any part that you wanted to bring up? Um, no, I think I think you covered it pretty well. Fair enough. Oh, there's one thing I do want to bring up. Like, one more thing. So, you know how... Have you ever heard the quote, all people are equal, some are more equal than others, blah, blah, blah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've always heard that in the context of one of the sort of rights activists shouting like oh we want more rights blah 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 and then they're going like yeah we want equality blah 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 and you know someone will respond sarcastically going oh yeah all people are equal some are more equal than others and you know you'd have a laugh because i have no idea where that comes from i just thought it's funny i never knew it came from animal farm and the exact quote is all animals are equal but some animals are more equal than others <laughs> I, feel dumb, I mean it's hard it's hard to know 
it comes from it without actually reading it, right? But I guess the essence is there. The whole, I guess everyone's equal, but then, you know, some people gonna get rich first. You know, you can't have everyone getting rich at the first, like at, uh, at once. So some people get gets rich first,、mm. and then you let the others go rich later. I do like how like there's some books when, where you can invoke its name and people just get what you mean instantly. Yeah. So like, or even quotes from the book. So like this one, like people know what you mean immediately. They know that you're taking the piss out of it. The whole equal、uh, thing. The whole some people are more equal than others thing. Like the like the other day we were we were having a discussion and someone said, oh you know we just have to write this thing. We're not writing war and peace anything. And you don't have to necessarily know what war and peace is. You just have to know that War and Peace is a bloody thick book. <laughs>、uh, another good one is like post nineteen eighty four, and when people go, "Oh my God, it's Big Brother! It feels like nineteen eighty four." You don't even have to ne- have necessarily read it. You just need to know, like, yeah, it just feels like a police state. That's all it is. So what's that for? Animal Farm, Talking Pigs, Talking Pigs, banned in the UAE. That's all you have to remember. <laughs> you know, I actually thought,、um, I actually thought Charlotte's Web. Was Animal Farm <laughs> at one point? Oh my god! Because <laughs> it, it was like I think it was a、uh, it was played constantly on the television when I was young. Oh my god! And、really? yeah, I just saw Talking Pig, and I was like, oh yeah, Talking Pig, quite nice. And then I started reading Animal Farm. And I was like, oh wait, so like that's Animal Farm, okay? And then afterwards, I realized, hang on, I don't remember this happening. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> It's like ruined your childhood. Inspired by Animal Farm. Inspired by Animal Farm, yeah. I mean, there's some books that sound so innocent, and you find out they're just not. Animal Farm, I thought, sounded very innocent. I mean, 1984 is just a number. <laughs> right. For、uh, Fahrenheit 451, it's just the temperature. Yeah. Pet cemetery is just where you bury your pets. Okay, that's still quite dark when I it's, say. It's it. just a noun. <laughs> it's just a pronoun. It's just a pronoun. Yeah, yeah. man. I mean, what's it called?、Uh, there's a Stephen King one, like June twenty second, nineteen sixty three, or something like that. It's、oh, just a date. Yeah, there's a one four oh eight as well, which is about like the a haunted room in a hotel. Oh, was that? I didn't、yeah. know that. Oh God, there you go. Yeah. Well, this goes on. <laughs> all right, guys. That's all we have for today. Thank you for listening in. If you like what we do, follow us on Spotify. Just type in "Paper Cut Podcast" in your search bar, or in any of your other preferred streaming sites. If you want to leave us a comment or let us know what you think, you can email us at papercut.cast@gmail.com, or Instagram at papercut.cast, no caps. Or Twitter, at Papercut Podcast, one word, no caps. Look forward to seeing you guys next week for another episode. Until then, I'm Nick and I'm Eugene. Peace out.